I just had the best mental image. Like, you know how, like, traders and Wall Street are shaking their boots every time, like, the Fed, like, comes out and is about to talk, like, the interest rates, like, the market shuts down, there's a big panic sell-off and stuff. Like, I just imagine, like, a bunch of, like, Canadians on the trading floor just, like, like shaking their boots, like, waiting to hear, like, the Fed of, like, maple syrup, like, about to announce, like, like, like the reserve numbers or whatever. <laughs> Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, you know, Tim, I thought we'd go over uh, crypto and the Wyckoff to possibly 100k. I know we also wanted to talk about will Ethereum flip Bitcoin in the market cap? Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say Wyckoff is predicting Bitcoin going to 100k? I did. Well, I By guess... By the end of December, apparently, yeah, it is. All right, guys. I mean, you heard it here first. Uh, I am changing my negative, extremely negative disposition on Wyckoff to being extremely positive and go Wyckoff theorem. Hey, you know, if it works, it, it works. It hasn't been wrong yet. So. You know, they, some people say flip-flopping. I say I am updating my analysis based on new data. Exactly. Yeah, I was proven wrong, so now I adapt and continue. I mean, Roots Research has been, you know, well, in our Discord, we've been talking about Bitcoin going to 100K in November since November last year, I think. So right. it's, it's nice, you know, besides having Kathy Woods catch up and, and other like the JP Morgan analysts catch up to us, uh, it's nice that Wyckoff, uh, a man from the 1920s, is uh, Ahead of a century all. behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I know that's not how Wyckoff <laughs> works. But yeah, no, that's exciting. What? So if Bitcoin goes to 100,000, just, you know, what do you guys think Ethereum is going to be? Like, what do you think Ethereum is going to be when Bitcoin hits 100K? Well, I know, uh, Tim, you had some pretty interesting thoughts on this, right? Yeah. So if you look at uh, like what Bitcoin and what Ethereum actually do for the whole like cryptocurrency, like ethos is ethereum really like provides like a entirely different like network of tokens that are all linked to the ethereum platform in one way or another i'm sure many of our viewers are uh quite common with um erc20 tokens um and basically they're all just based off of ethereum and they use the ethereum blockchain to sort of confirm their new uh like le ledgers and blockchains from here on forward. While nothing is really built on top of Bitcoin and it's just remaining like a stable piece of gold, that's where I think Bitcoin is going to end up. Whereas Ethereum is going to be the driver of innovation and the entire decentralized app network, uh, most of it will be built off of coins that are similar to, if not, Ethereum. Right. I also think it's interesting that, so one thing is, is that as a investment though ethereum it has an unlimited cap on it you can have a unlimited number of ethereum that's why it doesn't necessarily go up in value quite the same way that bitcoin does because whereas bitcoin has a set number of bitcoins that will ever exist ethereum can be infinite i do think it's interesting going in as, as it becomes potentially more used used in a common everyday life uh i think ethereum has a good foothold then where it should be of providing something that's you know not thirty thousand dollars a coin so you don't have to buy a coke with 
0.00001% of a Bitcoin, you know? So uh, I think that'll be interesting to see how each of these different cryptocurrencies get used in uh, just day-to-day life even. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like Ethereum more facilitates that like multi-token sort of lifestyle that we all think like, I don't know, v- very basically, if you wanted to think about it in terms like you could use a different cryptocurrency to be paying like your uh, electrical bill. You could have like a, a Volt token or something that's like adopted by your county and that's who you pay or, or like what you pay um, your electrical bill with. Now, wait, does that excite you? Because that completely turns me off. Like I would not want to have five different coins for five different utilities. Well, think of it like this. You could have like one app on your phone that right. has all of your different tokens for it. And let's say you're in a, a county where you get some sort of like electrical credit. It could be something where like you get a certain amount of tokens given to you at the beginning of each month or beginning of each year. And then they like take some back from your account, depending how much electricity you use. So if you like, I don't know, have your air conditioning running all the time, you may end up having to buy more and pay more than what you're accredited for. And I know there's been a lot of uh, like theoretical thought about that uh, for like solar panels. And if you're like generating your own electricity, um, you can like sort of just accrue tokens through the amount of electricity that you're selling back to the grid. And then whenever it comes time to pay your your bill at the end of the month, you just give them back some of their their energy tokens, whatever you, they are. You know, it's, you know, it's bullshit is that we don't have free Internet, you know, and, and, and I know that sounds off topic. But in the same tangent of what you're talking about, like we're our data is the product that like Internet companies sell to other companies. Uh, so like in the spirit of, you know, like we'll give you free Internet and then we'll just, you know, mine all of your data. You know, it's like cell phones. Like, I can't believe, like, we pay, you know, $1,000 for cell phones. Like, I don't know. That's that's like a Christmas tree paying you to cut it down. Yeah, true. It, it, but, that, like, it, that, that that's the point of some of, like, the solar or, like, renewable energy things that are out there now, though, right? Oh, so, yeah, going back to, like, a unified theorem. Like, well, I was really shocked and, and surprised when I first learned about the differences between like Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, as far as like supply goes, right? Because, you know, just you, you think of, you know, the king and queen of crypto, right? Father and son, Bitcoin and Ethereum being one and two and whatnot, uh, you know, in general. And we all know Litecoin's their like bastard child that like is off in the corner. And no that, that's, really yeah, that's, that's the jack. That's like the jack. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> Doge is the joker. Sometimes it's absolutely worthless. Other times it's a wild card and it's the best card in the game. What can I say? It's a perfect analogy. But the fact that Ethereum has unlimited supply in, in theory and, and I guess in practice and Bitcoin doesn't, like, does that mean, and, and for right now, Ethereum runs in th- sympathy to Bitcoin. So when Bitcoin reaches its all time high, right? And no one's going to know when that is because, you know, there's always tomorrow or the next day where it could get higher or whatever. But, uh, you know, Mathematically speaking, there is at one point an all-time high. Is that going to be Ethereum's all-time high as well? Because once, or yeah, is that going to be Ethereum's all-time high? Or is there going to be a point like after they finish mining Bitcoin and and all the Bitcoin, the, the what, 21 point whatever million Bitcoin or, or 21 even. Or 21 million even uh, 
Bitcoin and, and circulation are yeah. all out there. Is that the peak of Ethereum? Because Ethereum was running on Bitcoin, but I would imagine once Bitcoin stabilizes, Ethereum is only going to kind of degrade in price due to supply. But I guess maybe it'll be counteracted by uh, so its uses and fundamentals. We can say that there's two sides of the coin for whenever uh, Bitcoin runs out. We could say that that's going to cause the peak of the, the all-time high because the game's done. There's no more Bitcoin out there. That was sort of like the, the last of it has ever been mined. This is the most expensive it's ever going to be. Or there's the other side of the coin where there's not going to be ever any new Bitcoin mined. And now it's just based on the secondary market of Bitcoin, which is just like peer-to-peer transfer, essentially. So you could argue in that peer-to-peer transfer, someone may value Bitcoin more because it's not like you can go out there and get it from a source anymore. You can't like go and mine it. So right. you have to have someone willing to sell it. And It's like a low float stock. Yeah, well, exactly. And then at that point, it's a seller's market. And if you have some, it's your own discretion if you want to sell that or not. And for whatever the hell price you want to sell it for. Right. It's purely supply and demand. Yeah, exactly. Now, I think Ethereum sort of has an advantage there because they'll always be able to sort of have that amount that's being like mined and sort of pushed into the market new every like weekday, month, every 10 minutes, however long it takes to mine a new block here. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting little thought discussion there. Like there's a lot more potential because there's the unlimited uh, supply of Ethereum where it, it could keep going. And I think because of the way it's sort of setting it up, itself up now with thousands and thousands of tokens being based off of the Ethereum blockchain, it will just carry more value and people are going to be using it more as now, the future goes on. That, that's where I think the value of Ethereum really is going to play into effect. I, I would agree with you as uh, on the value standpoint. That makes a lot of sense. And, and thanks for breaking that down for myself and the listeners, of course. But with everything... You know, like with all these options that you're talking about in the future, being based on Ethereum, right? Like, I guess you can kind of think of it as like a singular foundation. What if in the future there are pitfalls or weaknesses discovered in Ethereum? Like, would it bring all of these Ethereum-based altcoins down with it? It may, but there are also uh, tokens out there, for example, Cardano. Um, it's setting itself up to be very similar to what Ethereum offers. And um, very shortly, actually, within the next few days here, it's August 13th right now. And I was listening to a um, little news podcast this morning about them releasing smart contracts. So they're really gearing up to have sort of the usability that Ethereum is having. So I, I, I don't doubt that at some point there will be some negative news released about Ethereum. But it's just going to benefit the whole ecosystem, I think, in the end. Because right. someone else sense. will become stronger. And, like, the whole thing is just going to get a little bit more cred. Where, like, yeah, it can get shit thrown at it and it stands back up and keeps trucking along. Like, Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes complete sense. Because, I mean, that's, what, every day in cybersecurity, right? Uh, a hacker gets through a wall and then Apple creates a, a new wall. And then yeah, they exactly. just and repeat, so... That's yep. that's that's comforting to know as an investor. Uh, talking about usability, one of the coolest things I think that happened in the, in the last week or two is that you know one of my favorite companies, uh, Vinco Ventures uh, ticker BBIG, uh, came out with a press release announcing that they're gonna they partnered with a Canadian rapper 
to drop a million albums via nfts do you know which canadian rapper that was uh tony somebody i i can look it up for you uh absolutely but in 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 the meantime while i'm doing that um i mean how cool is that so they're dropping for a dollar so that's that's pretty cheap but bbig just signed a partnership agreement with universal music group like within the month or you know last last month or something like that very recently within the quarter uh, so, I mean, that's Taylor Swift, Kanye West, uh, Jay-Z, Mumford & Sons. I mean, that's a ton of people because, you know, that's under, like, that's everyone in Sony uh, plus, like, yeah, a big group. Very interesting there with Taylor Swift, actually, um, just because she signed her new label here. She had, like, a really bad falling out with her previous recording artist or uh, recording label there. Sorry. Right. And, and- um, she's re-recording all of her previous work at the new label. I love it, yeah, because you know she didn't own any of her. Can, that just blows my mind. Like, yeah, I mean, how do you not own your own songs? Like, that sucks. And I well, really... I don't know. Think about it. You're a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed teenager. Right. Some guy comes and offers you a piece of paper saying, "Hey, I'm going to make you a freaking pop star." Like, sure, oh. sign on the dotted line. Absolutely. But yeah. you don't actually own anything. And that, that happens like, and you know, there's enough things going on with, with musical artists these days with like streaming services and, and, and not being paid enough anymore. You know, throw on top of the pandemic who uh, took out live concerts and, you know, it's where you get a lot of merch sales from. It's where you get a lot of your, your revenue as, a, as an actual artist, not like the people yeah. behind the scenes. So... I mean, that was. I saw that Lil Wayne was doing an online concert the other day, actually. Yeah, I, I or saw. Or like this weekend. Maybe. I've watched a lot of online concerts, and you know, pretty cool. I am. Were they good? Worth it? They were. They were worth it. I mean, All things were, considered, they were free, right? Uh, okay. But you can donate, and like that's you know, it's like I remember watching Psycho Stick, which is a, a hilarious metal band or whatever, but they were like, hey, like you know. We're, we're putting on our monthly apartment complex, uh, concert and they just played like a set for like an hour and a half to raise money to be able to pay for all of their rent for the next month. Wow, uh, so you know, cool. yeah, you know, and like one guy gifted like $3,000, uh, never underestimate how much money is out there in the world. Cause he was watching a free concert and it wasn't like an amazing concert. It was, you know, four guys performing in, in the living room of one guy's apartment or whatever. And they're all like, whatever. Six, if they exactly. sound decent, though, sure. Oh, they sounded great. I, I loved yeah. it. But this, you know, out of the kindness of this guy's heart or, or you know, tax exemption, whatever, uh, like gifted them $3,000 and now they can all pay their rent for, for the next month or whatever. But yeah, so just like I'm at, yeah, so exactly. With Taylor Swift coming in and, you know, maybe she's gonna redo word for word all of her, her songs or her best hits. Maybe she has heard her sing the same song or is sang the same song at, at concerts for the last 10 years and has thought about ways to make them even better. You know, who knows? True. So if she yeah. drops a million albums of, uh, shoot, I don't know any of her album names. But let's, I know I'm, Red I'm is sure, one of them. Red, yeah. So let's say she drops a million NFT albums of Red, right? There's only a million digital copies of this album. That's the only way to listen to this album, right? That album is going to be one of the most expensive albums of all time. Just e-commerce coming to e-commerce and supply and demand coming to coming back to music. Uh, I, I, it's very interesting. Uh, did you see that Bloomberg article about the title was "Ex Banker Behind E-Commerce Beauty Site Nika Is Likely to Become a Billionaire." In India's first IPO by a woman-led unicorn. 
What a heartwarming tale of an ex-banker who gets her turn as a billionaire. Isn't that so nice, you know? It it, rem- it reminds me a lot of... Oh, I have mixed man. feelings. What's that person's name? I'm trying to remember. It's that, it's that, that bootstrap story. Uh, the billionaire becomes a billionaire by... Uh, inheriting a shit ton of money from his parents. Oh, that's right. Everyone Donald on the top Trump. ten list. Everyone on the top ten list. Oh. I wasn't. <laughs> right. I wasn't going to say Trump because I wasn't going to be political, uh, and see. I'm not. Okay. Uh, yes, Trump did borrow a million dollars from his dad, but my point. My point was a lot of rich people borrowed a lot of money from their parents. Uh, yeah, and, you know, that, that's possible when their parents, you know, our, you know, theoretical grandparents or whatever. You know, bought their house for five thousand dollars on the beach. Now, and is, and is now worth like two point six million. Well, I mean, that's how you get rich is generational wealth. I mean, if you have a thousand years, you can make money. You know, you put it in the stock market. A thousand years from now, it's going to go up. Oh, for I sure. Yeah. Did I was watching? We hope, anyways. The and if it, it doesn't, great? you can come back to me in a thousand years. And tell me about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yo, you, you joke, but if we don't have time travel down in a thousand years, I'm going to be super pissed off. Some guy in 3022 right now going, damn it, Patrick. Ah! <laughs> I'm a coming. I'll be in my walker. <laughs> Still, I, I refuse to adapt to the times. Mining asteroids, we're good. I'm, I'm a variant. <laughs> yeah. No, you want to know who the time travelers are? The people who, who put millions of right. dollars into Doge when it was under a penny. They're either time travelers, the smartest people, or the dumbest people in the world. I wish I had a million dollars to even have put into Doge. I made a whole about hundred bucks buying sub penny Doge. Nice. I made two grand buying sub penny Doge, so I was happy. Nice. Yeah, bought two thousand of them for like the change that was left in my account one day while I was buying like, yeah. and <laughs> just kept it. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember the good old days where I was like, should I buy? Uh, this the six pack of craft beer, or should I buy a thousand Doge? <laughs> I wish I picked the Doge more than the beer. Uh, in, in retrospect, but every time, I remember when I, I was like thirteen, I was like, "Hey, mom, can I borrow twenty dollars to buy Bitcoin?" She was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "Good point." And then I never bought it. Oh, <laughs> uh, fun times. That would have been yeah. like I don't know. A I thousand was, Bitcoin or something at that point. I'd like to think like every kid thing. our age had that. Has that? Yeah, I, I know. I have that story. I know. And like the best part was like I was like talking to my dad. And I was like, Dad, we should invest in Bitcoin. And he was like, No. Like and like you know, my dad. My dad's never been like a yes or a no guy, but he was like, he didn't say no, but he strongly discouraged it. And yeah, then he followed it up with a story about how he went to his dad. To invest and talk about investing in gold, like back in like the seventies or whatever or the eighties, and his dad said that wasn't a good idea, and like you know he'd be obviously much much richer now uh, if he had just invested in, in gold, but he didn't listen to his dad, uh, and that cost us generational wealth. And then I didn't listen to my dad, which is you know cost us generational wealth. So hey. whatever my kid says, I'm gonna tell fuck him to invest the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah. Give go him for like it, buddy. Five percent of the money you got one life. Old dad and. You're good. The the middle class ends here. Well, hopefully yeah. the the middle class will end in a YOLO trade I make one day. That's how I want to go out. If you, yeah, that's how I want. That's how I want to to leave. Slow grinds. Uh, there's no YOLOing in in this house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, if someone is on Etsy and wants to like make me a sign 
that says no yellowing in, in the house or something like that, um, please, please reach out to us. We would really like that. Also, we are looking for team uniforms. Did you say team uniforms? Yeah, are we getting t-shirts? Wasn't that a thing we were talking about forever ago? Oh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking about like us going like to the office, and I was like, we are work from home. We're all spread out. <laughs> like <laughs> Us like all putting like our, our work shirts on for, for like a, a Skype we call or something. We could do a podcast like that. I mean, we could. Why not? <laughs> You'd do it just for the spirit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just because you, you, you bleed Roots research, you know? Uh, no, I, I bleed blood. I work for Roots Research, and I make a lot of money in the stock market. You have wounded me, sir. Not as wounded as my CRCT shares. I mean, it's still... Shares. Yeah, yeah, Cricket. Group Incorporated. Oh, my. I mean, it's still... The price is still above my average cost, which is amazing. But that's what happens when you do your due diligence and you get in early. But it dropped 20% today. It's still above it's still still above my average cost, though. A win's a win. And I'm not selling. I believe in cricket. My every middle-aged woman over the age of 50 I know owns a cricket machine uh from the pandemic <laughs> and loves them. So I am personally, you know, obviously this isn't financial advice, but I am personally long on CRCT. Hey, have conviction. You know my buddy Palantir. I haven't given up hope. Well, what happened is I listened to this podcast called uh, The Roots Report, and then one of the really smart guys on there, I forgot his name, but he said, you know, well, he said he quoted Warren Buffett when he was talking about investing the things you know. And I was like, that's that's a good point. I know a lot of middle-aged women over 50, and they all love their cricket machine. Excellent advice, whoever said that. Yeah, that guy was a genius. It was you. Amazon or Microsoft? Who would you choose for cloud computing if you were the NSA? Well, you know, it's interesting, but I would say ultimately it doesn't matter because we already know who the NSA chose, which was Amazon. The- Wait, really? We know that? We know that already? Oh, yeah. They chose them. It, uh, I was just going to go out and say that I would ch- probably choose Microsoft because they've been around longer, but damn. Nope, Amazon. You got to spend those uh, dollars, you know, getting those connections. I will tell you, AWS, Amazon Workstation, is a powerhouse in corporate America. Like, if you think of Amazon as a online shopping place, then, like, you are not far up enough in, like, your company. Or you don't, you know, you are one of the lucky son of a bitches. You don't work uh, a terrible death job working nine to five. But... AWS from Amazon is absolutely everywhere in the Fortune 500 and just all over America. It's huge. Their cloud market space is much larger than you would think from a online bookseller. What a savage retort for Jeff Bezos. You bookseller. Yeah. You want to talk about <laughs> savage reports. Uh, the FAA changing the guidelines for, as- for, for being an astronaut. The same day that Jeff Bezos goes to space, so he doesn't qualify anymore, so he didn't technically go to space. That's the that's the new definition of savage. <laughs> that's the. <laughs> there hasn't been anything it. that bitter since like Nancy Pelosi did that sassy ass clap uh, during Trump's State of the Union. Not even being like political, just I haven't seen that much clap back from the government since literally that last clap back. <laughs> I mean, not a big fan of the government, but it's pretty fun with their dicks sometimes. No, I 
I, I remember, like, reading about in uh, history books about how they would just, like, fucking cane people sometimes. Yeah. Uh, just, they would like, get in, like, fist fights you know, on the know, Congress floor. Hamilton is, like, one of the most popular Broadways of all time or whatever. But, like, before that, a lot of, I think a lot of people forget, like, we used to just have, like, duels. Like, if you disagree, right. like, we'll go outside and, and one of us will shoot the other person. And then now the one who's alive will not go to jail. And then they'll walk back inside and they'll fucking figure out how to run this country with the the Constitution. Could you imagine if that's how it works still? I think that would be great. insane. That would be ins- Yeah, there would be a lot more gun deaths. I think what's really funny is anyone like, forgets that there's not clean drinking water during that time period. Uh, the, the best form of hydration was like diluted wine. So before the advent of like clean drinking water... A lot of the world was just kind of buzzed throughout all of history. It was just, it was safer. Yeah, you can't drink, can't drink the water. It's not safe. You'll get dysentery. So instead, you drink like, uh, like water wine. But you know, if, if all you're drinking is five percent, and there's no Walmart to 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 stock up on on food, right? So you've kind of got like an empty stomach. Uh, you're just walking. You're just kind of walking around drunk the whole time. Not to mention, uh. They also probably had like fetal alcohol syndrome across the board and like Dude, other developmental yeah. problems because they've been drinking it since they were children. I actually saw and, a uh, picture of, oh, I can't remember who it was, someone in the royal family, whenever they were like six or seven, uh, sitting there smoking a cigarette. Oh, and that, like, it that was, was just me. like the normal thing. That was me. That was you. <laughs> yeah. Who was there? I was the prince of DD back then. The Prince of DD. Yeah. When I was a that's country. A, that's a that's a running joke. Uh but you have to join our Discord to get it. Yeah, but also like stuff uh similar, like for instance, a few years ago it was asbestos, not that long ago. Back in Roman times, the uh use of lead uh rose dramatically with their also their decline. And uh it's I mean, if you use a lot of lead in your cooking ware and stuff gonna make you crazy not just that but it used to be pipes too lead pipes yeah yeah lead everywhere they use lead in all kinds of shit lead everywhere and the worst part is they did a lot of it before we knew how bad it was and a lot of like lower socioeconomic like places are are older and still have the lead like there wasn't enough government funding to go around and remove lead from every single place and so you know, like imagine just like randomly being born and being in this house and that person just doesn't happen to be an expert in, in lead paint or know anything about that. Right. Just imagine like just, you know, you're growing up with like this lead environment, which is scientifically proven to make you dumber and you don't have anything to do with that. Life just sucks, guys. Yeah, yeah it's, it does, for real. it's like buying high and selling low. It just hurts. I mean, uh... Most of your success is just based on the birth lottery. Now, that's really what it is. Robinhood has bought a big company for 140 million. I, don't, I mean, big with quotation marks. 140 million for Say Technologies. Now they're going to use these uh, this new company to basically look at consumer data, their own users, and try to create a better user experience. Now, who that's better for, I think, is up to uh, question. Now, they're, say he's kind of like a bridge, right? Like, say uses data and sells it to other companies, right? And, like, yeah, companies 
for companies to like access investors. And Robinhood has what probably the largest amount of retail investors of, of, of any kind of meme or retail brokerage platform app, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, I want to be contacted by one of my stocks or companies. I'm not like rule probably six or seven of trading is don't fall in love with the stock. I don't want, I don't know, DNN reaching out to me and asking me about this or that, you know, I'll I'll vote every year as an annual shareholder, you know, regardless of the company, right? I'll vote. That's my right and, and my obligation, my privilege as a shareholder. But I don't need buddy buddy with the company I'm day trading or whatever. This is this is weird, and I I don't. I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong here. Do you guys want to connect with with the companies you're investing in? I don't want any more push notifications. Not from Robinhood. Not from like. You know, if, if I'm investing in McDonald's and McDonald's has a, a new sale going on, I want to know about that. Right. You know, the things I, that I'm day like trading, I, I definitely wouldn't really care enough to be, like, included in, I don't know, management decisions if that's kind if, of what you're getting yeah, at. But if, if I cared enough, I yeah. would go I, I'd be to the companies. I'd be holding and then I would care. Yeah. Well, I would go but to the company's investor page and I'd sign up for an email alert. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I will say this: Robinhood. Uh, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, Robinhood's got such like an amazing and simple like, user interface," and it does. But it, in simplicity, you lose so much data, so much like information that would help you make more trades. But on top of that, the news feed is garbage. Like, it is. if you look at Thinkorswim or Weeble, or I think uh, Interactive Broker does it too. Like there's like a news feed, like you, you can click on the company that you're researching. There's like a news tab that you can look, you know, and it, it's an aggregated news source, right? It's not people at Weeble uh, writing articles like Seeking Alpha. It's an aggregated news, news source. So you can see all the headlines or if you want to, you can click into it and read more about what people are saying, not just in the market, but in a specific company. And I think that's something that Robinhood like really lacks. That yeah, means, that means I've never sense. been yeah. crazy I, I, about Robinhood for basically anything other than like just the ease of use for executing trades. I would say uh, entry into the market. Yeah, I think they're a great first uh, first company, first broker, but not really like your final broker, right? Yeah, the, the, like very quickly, I feel like, I don't know, your skills kind of grow to the point where Robinhood can't really help you anymore. Right. You start and wanting to think more. Yeah, or not. exactly. And or you're like, not trying to grow as a as an investor, and Robinhood's perfectly fine for you. That's perfectly okay. Right? Like, I think Robinhood's a great, like, point of entry. And if you never want to become more than, like, a casual trader, right? If you're never going to be more than that guy who has a buddy who trades and you just buy a couple of shares or whatever ticker he sends you that month, right? Uh, then Robinhood's right. perfect for you. But if you're someone who's trying to like optimize gains or, you know, maybe you, know, you really Create like the stock. Good strategy. Exactly. Like you like the stock. You want to know if it's a good time to get in. Well, you know what helps with that? Volume, RSI, uh, other indicators, right? And what, what what indicators do do Robinhood offer? Price and if you pay X, you know, I guess you can do the candlesticks. But like even if you like you're on like the one day candlesticks, you can't change the time period. It's a set time period. Like it's 
Weaknesses are its strengths. What makes Robin Hood so great is also what makes Robin Hood so terrible. And I think that just shows a sign of growth as a trader. Like it's a great, it's like a Honda Accord, right? Like everyone will admit Honda Accord is a decent car and it's a great first starter car, but you try not to end up driving a Honda Accord by the time you die, right? Eventually yeah. you're going to move on to bigger and better brokers. Well, I hope anyway. That's yeah. If that's for you. If you don't care at all, then stick with Robin Hood. Or a Honda Accord. Or a what, do you, Accord. what do you think about... Yeah, because Honda Accords, they are, they are pretty fantastic cars. Uh, what do you think about <clears throat> Robin Hood's pump and dump? Right, It had a lackluster IPO starting at 38, dropping down to 33, getting up to like 42 maybe, if I, if I'm, if I remember the charts correctly. Is there's it back down week, again now? There's, yeah, it's back down now. There's that, there's that weekend. Wall Street Bets goes crazy on it. It pumps one day, it pumps two days, and I think on the third morning it got up to eighty before yeah, it just it dropping down. And so you know, going from from thirty eight bucks to eighty dollars, and now it's back down to the low fifties, I believe. When we're talking about user friendly design with Robinhood, the name that really like highlights and stands out as like the 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 epitome, the epitome, however you want to pronounce it, uh, of user friendliness, and that's Apple, right? right. They built but, their entire empire on uh consumer values you know what's so, best for the, the layman how do you value your privacy as an apple user as an apple user i'm not an apple user yeah one's hard i don't know um i, I mean, mean as like... a linux user i would say probably it's very high as a microsoft user i'd say maybe medium and then apple i don't know I mean, they already give a lot of data, but do they even know they're giving it? I was going to say, like, I would say, like, Android is probably, well, Linux is no privacy to maximum privacy because it's all, like, user-based. But uh, I would say after that, like, Android or Windows is, like, next on privacy. And I always consider, like, app, like, top tier. But yeah. they're doing some some weird stuff uh, on the cloud. Have you guys heard oh, about yeah. this? They, uh, they're going to start scanning all the pictures that you upload to the cloud, which I believe is every picture that you take, because it automatically goes to the cloud first. Sorry, what do you mean by scanning? They're going to be scanning it for what? Like, illegal activities uh, and things? Well, yeah, allegedly only for child pornography, basically. Um, but once the uh, ability to do so is on the device... Yeah, it could be it open to opens Pandora's box and you can do it anything. for whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and the government could order them to scan for something. Now they've said that they will not allow that, but I mean, I mean, even if the, they don't allow the opportunities it, there. So what about like what about just uh, hmm. a shitty employee changing yeah. like code right from look for penis to look for for breast or or whatever uh, and. You've gone from looking for child pornography to looking for all pornography. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, depending who's actually using it, too, like, it could just be put into the wrong hands very quickly. And then all of a sudden it becomes, like, a, the best search tool. Now, why, why, are they, why are they doing this? Do you guys know? Probably just to, like, I don't know, put more money into freaking server farms I mean, and cloud computing. As great as it is to stop... Yeah, to stop pedophiles, I have a hard time believing that Apple is doing it out of the goodness of their heart to do so. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I would be actually at that point, I would be scared out of my effing mind if Apple started getting into the private security business. 
right? I would much rather, I would sleep much better at night knowing or thinking Apple had like just a, a government contract to, to look through my device. If Apple, like if Apple's board decided to start doing this, like out of their own, you know, the goodness of their heart slash looking out for their shareholders, I would be scared shitless. I mean, the hunger it's of been, their pockets. It, it's, it's been a decade since I've owned an Apple product, but what do you think about this? Like, cause they just had this huge, I would say pro privacy revolution with being able to opt out of, or are you having to opt into third party data collection, right? That was just like a, a couple months ago. And now they're scanning all your photos. Like, do you think they, like, this is, I mean, it's Apple, right? They don't do anything without planning on it two or three years in advance, right? And that's, that's being, that's using a, a hyperbole there. But this was all like very well thought out and planned. Yeah. I'm just curious to see like how they're actually going to monetize this to their benefit, you know? Right. And yeah, you know, they, the photos in the not, cloud, like, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to do it so that they can get more ad data or something. Maybe. Yeah. True. What do you like to take pictures of? All that extra yeah. bullshit. True. Yeah. Recommend trips to you. Yep. Yeah. What type yeah, of music we'll do you like? That would be interesting. Super interesting. Data is the oil of the 21st century. No, uh, we are. I like that. We are the oil. We are we the are data. The we, we are, are the consumer. We are the product, baby. I don't know if you know this, but we, we are the product. Yeah, true. Very weird. What if everyone, you know, everyone got together and created a short squeeze on GameStop? Yeah. What if we all, what, you know, and I'm using everyone, we all got together, you know, air quotes, colloquial terms, right? Not, not being literal. Uh, what if we all got together and started to, like, decided to start giving inaccurate data to the almighty algorithms? <laughs> you would just like, get pointless, random fucking ads. Right. And, like, so, like, here's my thing. Like, that I, they think are the best ones for you. <laughs> I actually like targeted ads. Like, if I am going to have to see an ad, I would at least like it to be related to something I'm looking for. Right. Or right. something of my interest. Now, my hesitation, fear, concern, disregard comes for one, not being paid for my data. And then two, I don't know what data they have on me. So I don't know what they could use in the future, who else they could sell it to. Yeah, right? that's what I'm I mean, worried about. Science is, is, is so advanced that, you know, maybe they find out statistically that if I like a certain color blue of jeans, I'm also going to like a, a, a certain type of shoe or, or video game console or hamburger. Uh, I mean, don't underestimate the power of big data. And to me, that sounds like a convenience. And that's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about like, you know, if somebody it gets in the power of the wrong hands. Like if we get a well, dictatorial uh, government or, you know, uh, private companies start using it for things that aren't related to just selling me something like I always have the option to not buy something. Oh, see, the, the difference between you and me, Patrick, uh, is my wife my wife my wife uh, very nice i have to say like i wanted to i almost bought a couple shares of of facebook because the instagram ad algorithm is so good like just i don't know if my wife can get on instagram without purchasing something like the (laughs) the the targeted ads are insane and like when i get on instagram like i'm like throwing shade at my wife like when i get on instagram the targeted ads are so good. Like, I don't think I've ever, like, scrolled, you know, I don't get on Instagram very much, but I don't think, you know, the rare times I do, I've got a lot of catching up to do, but just scrolling through the feed, I don't think there's ever been one time I haven't, like, at least, like, been suckered into, like, clicking on an ad, and I'm not 
one of those people. Like I know better, but like the, the products are so appealing and look so good and are so targeted towards me. Like, fuck yeah, I want that in my house. Like I want to click on the ad. And I think that's like the joys of like the positive of, of target added of target ads is like, or yeah, targeting ads is like, I would ads never heard about, yeah, ads targeted, you know, targeting them that ass. Uh, <laughs> I would never would have like known about this company. So like in that respect, I love it. But for those who aren't as educated or strong minded, and I'm just using these terms because what the term I really mean is cheap uh, for those who aren't as cheap as me. Uh, you know, they might end up spending an extra 30, 40 bucks a week on Instagram. And, you know, that adds up over time. Talking yeah. about generational wealth. You can be buying stonks. Saving for that good old retirement. Yeah, I haven't had the same experience with Instagram personally. So I wonder what, how you guys, you're using it differently. That's interesting because I rarely ever get on Instagram and I never get on Facebook. I mean, that's not true. I get on Facebook once a day to check whose birthday it is. Like, the only reason I still have a Facebook is because they send me a, a push notification every morning letting me know which one of my Facebook friends are are having a birthday. So right. that's the only reason I still have a Facebook. If it wasn't for that, and if people, like, if everyone in my life would just unilaterally agree, like, not to give me shit or be butthurt because I forgot I didn't know it was their birthday, then I would delete Facebook tomorrow. Maybe my searches are just too random. I don't know. Oh, it reminds me, though. Uh, I was thinking of, like, all the people who do data to, to loop back a little bit, back onto our first topic of all the people to do data and cloud computing and everything. I was thinking, wouldn't Google be able to accomplish something like that? You would think. Yeah. And the mean? thing is, is that Google is such a massive company with so much power, and yet... It makes the news so very infrequently, and they do so much. Like, do they? They were even like reported to have cracked quantum computing like several months ago, and I just saw a couple of nerd articles about it. Nothing major in like the news or anything. You know, they also my mind. They also bought a oh, AI company from Elon Musk. What was the name of that? Well, that and sounds they, scary. Yeah, they've been working on that for like I think over a year now. I think it was pre-pandemic they bought that. So. So, yeah, I mean, they're working on stuff, and they're a massive, massive company. They, I don't even think they know what they all own. And I'm just, I wonder why we hear so little about them, you know what I'm saying? Like, so little news comes out about what Google's up to. The yep. ABC company. I've never thought about that. But for a website I visit maybe 100 times a day, you know, clicking on new tabs and, and just Googling right. stuff in general, like, how do we not hear more about them? Exactly. But also... They're a search company. Who cares? But also, how often do we hear about any of these companies? I mean, how often does Apple come out? How often does Microsoft come out? How often does like Ford hear about come out? Elon Musk, Jeff te- Bezos. Yeah, Elon Musk just doesn't shut up, which yeah. I love slash hate. So you do you, Elon. Um, I feel like we hear about Amazon, SpaceX, Tesla, and Apple constantly. And but that's just because we hear about billionaires. But, I mean... Google and, and is work. a massive company. How much? Yeah. What's their market cap? You know, that's a really good point. I couldn't tell you who the CEO of Google is. Yeah. And yeah, I actually don't know either. Where's all that money going? I want to. It's not going to me. This is what I understand. So, like, Google gets funding they from the are, government. The government gets funding from my tax so, money, 
If I'm investing in a company like Google, I want some mother effing shares or a dividend or something. But whatever. Hmm. Stupid dumb system. Less than I thought it would be. Apparently, Apple is 2.4 trillion market cap. Google G O O G is 1.8 trillion. Still a lot of money. Who's the CEO? Sundar Zakari. Hmm. Do you think VPNs are a good company? Like, would a VPN company would be a good company to uh, invest in for a long term? Like, as you know, as as everything, yeah, please sponsor us. Nord Express, I don't (laughs) give a fuck. Which one of you guys just hit me up? I will totally do this ad spot. But, like, from an investing point of view, like, everything's just going to be more on the internet. Data's just going to be less secure and moving at faster bit rates. Like, would a VPNs be a good long-term investment? Well, I mean, when I was in China, I used to use VPNs all the time because it's basically necessary. But since being back, like, even I had a subscription. That's more of a, I didn't more really of a communist issue. Yeah, but my point was I had a subscription, so I didn't have to pay for it, and I still didn't use it. So Right? Uh, I kind of see, like, the benefit, like, if I didn't want, I don't know, Hulu. And I've got Netflix. I could get a VPN and log in from Ireland and, and watch Rick and Morty I thought on they Netflix fixed that. there. Uh, well, I mean, so I literally did that a couple years ago when I went to Ireland. But a couple of podcasts I listened to last week uh, had that sponsorship going. I don't know if it's fixed or not. And this isn't a sponsored ad, so I don't really care if it's right or wrong. Don't listen to us until they want to pay us. And then we'll fact check. But just in, in theory, you know, like that's why I would use a VPN. Like as important as and as much as I value the privacy of my data and security, I still don't have a VPN, right? The two biggest things I do on the internet is trade stocks and play Rocket League, and I need all the bandwidth for that. All right, that's a wrap, everybody. I don't know. No, it's cue the what outro, is? you bastard. Oh, and cue the outro. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between the hosts, and this is not financial advice as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share and follow us on Twitter and Spotify, and even join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been Roots Research, and stay rooted.